0: Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, hosted by me Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder, and me Ana Sheila Victorino,
1: a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Woo! What's up? What's up, Tamarindo amigos? We're back in your ears.
0: Hello, everyone. So today we are going to talk to the duo behind Raúl Pili y la Musica, the Latin music podcast where host Raúl and Pili tap into the human
1: side of your favorite Latin
0: artists. But before we do that, Ana Sheila, qué pasa? What's on your
1: mind? What's on my mind? Okay, so one of the few things that I've kept from growing up Catholic is mm-hmm. Lent. Lent is. Oh a...
0: yeah, I just gave up for Lent. What about you?
1: <laughs> you just gave up. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good joke. You can add that to your stand-up special. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, first of all, one of the, the things I feel like you grow up learning as as a Catholic is is you learn that you're supposed to sort of like like to suffer. You're supposed to suffer. You're supposed to sacrifice. All these things, right? You're supposed to feel shitty. Like that's part of por being Catholic. Culpa, but, culpa, I feel like that's part culpa. of growing up Catholic is you kind of feeling shitty. So I gave up that kind of Lent, like giving up shit. And mm-hmm. what I started realizing is Lent is actually just, a, it can be whatever you want it to be. And for me, I took it as a time to be... For deep spiritual practice and just deeper introspection. And so what I'm doing this year for Lent is I'm actually taking a somatics and embodiment course. And I'm gonna give a shout out to the creator of this course. Their name is Prentice Hemp Hill, and shout out to my good friend Marisa Ramirez. Marisa Ramirez, Consulting.com if y'all wanna get and some the, consulting from her. And a big fan
0: of the show. Shout and a big fan of the show.
1: Shout out to her. So what is somatics and embodiments? I'm going to do this very briefly. Yeah, I was about could, to
0: ask, because I was like, what because, is that? Because, this, is a-
1: because this, could be a whole, this could be a whole podcast episode. Maybe it will, will be one day. Pero somatics is the study of the body's wholeness. And the reason why we even have this study is because, or at least this is what, what teachers share, is that basically Western cultures taught us to place our mind over our body. And mm-hmm. so that our mind was more important than our body. And that our body was just something that we used to do things and Mm -hmm. to to dominate, as opposed to also something that we listen to, something that we seek, like seeking actually harmony with your body and your mind. Um, So seeing it as something more than just like a physical mass, but like an ecosystem that has profound wisdom. So it's a very different way of looking at the body, at least than I was. I don't know about you, Brenda, if you ever.
0: I wasn't paying attention to any of that stuff for my my life before. So this is fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so and what I what I realized recently is I feel like I've been being I've been called to sort of like pay more attention to my body, like because I I grew up very much as an intellectual, like I just always, always in my head. And I sense that something was like wrong about that. And I feel like as you know, like in recent years, I've been like wanting to dance more. I've been wanting to connect more with my body, getting out of my head and into my heart, things like that. So I was intuitively already doing this and learning how to do it. So now it's more like the studying of it that I'm doing. And so it's been really powerful because the idea is that we start to see the body as like something that is wise and that is not any less than than the body, but something we can truly listen to um, and so embodiment is the process of becoming more aware of practices and, and behaviors and, and developing a relationship to the rhythms and impulses in, in our body. So being able to like actually listen, like when you feel something, like actually. Listen
0: to your body, like, is, which is something I hear all the time in fitness classes. Listen to your body, but right? there's actual but, but, science to it. Like, but actually, really but actually, listen. but actually like,
1: and, and listening requires practice because it's not something that we were taught and it's not something that comes natural to me. And Or that comes natural to, to many of us because we weren't taught to really do that. So it's, for me, the big part of this, and it's been really beautiful, is, is starting to see the body as no less than my mind, but seeing it as, as equal and something that has profound ancestral wisdom that I... Can try to be like, like seeking harmony be, between my mind and, and Sounds body. Sounds fascinating. Please pass me all your notes <laughs> of the course that you're learning. Definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, and and sign me up for a podcast episode about this yes, down should, the road. We'll definitely get get into that more
1: for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. It's been beautiful. I'm grateful cool for it. But how about you, Brenda?
0: Well, uh, as my little que pasa, what I'm thinking about is I want to recommend an article from The Nation that we'll link in the show notes. This is a piece by Rebecca Cockley that also honors the legacy of the mother of the disability rights movement, Judith Human, someone that I'm saddened to have only learned about recently because of her passing. She just died um, a couple weeks ago. So like many people with disabilities, Judith had to work until her death. In order to be able to live out in the community rather than be forced to be in an institution, and unfortunately, this is the reality for millions of people. This is an issue that I first became uh, more aware about after reading Alice Wong's memoir, *The Year of the Tiger*, which I will also link in the show notes because it's a fantastic memoir. She's also an, an advocate, uh, an, a disability rights advocate. So, people with disabilities that rely on social security income are not allowed to have more than two thousand dollars in assets. These were limits that were set back in 1984. So this affects over 8 million people in the U.S. This and many other reasons that you can read in the article are why people with disabilities experience homelessness, hunger, unemployment, many other barriers to their economic and overall well-being. So I want to invite you all to, like me, learn a little bit more about Judith, learn a little bit more about the rights of people with disabilities. And as we think about Women's History Month, here's one more woman that we all should know and make it a household name, and that's Judith Human. So that is what's on my mind.
1: That's beautiful. And I really appreciate like I, I had never heard of her before either. So I, I appreciate it. I feel like we're teaching each other things right now, Brenda. Yeah, no, <laughs>
0: something we should all learn about. And and when we think about inclusivity, I think there's still a lot of um, learning to need that needs to be done around how to be more inclusive of people with different abilities. So more to do on that. Definitely. All right. So we've caught up with what's on our mind before we pivot to hearing from Raul Pili La Musica. Anna Sheila, I want to ask you, what are some of the Latin artists that are in your ears lately?
1: All right, boys, I'm going to share two. Number one, I've got Gendri, someone I want to highlight. She's Dominican and Italian. Um, at least if I've, as I've heard, she I've only heard Spanish songs, but her voice is just so buttery, so soulful. And something that I love that she does is she mixes different Latin styles. So some of her songs, so she's Dominican, so I've heard songs that have a little bit of bachata. There's a little bit of reggaeton. There's a little bit of R and B. So all of my favorite genres, and a little bit of like European style, style Did too. You a little bit of electro. Her, she's like perfect she's, for you. <laughs> I mean, she's beautiful too. Hey, hit me okay. up. <laughs>
0: okay, this is a lot better now.
1: My my favorite song um, from her is Nina. So I invite you all to listen to Nina by Yendri. Yeah, beautiful, diverse. If y'all have ADHD like me, you'll really appreciate that she has so many different styles of music. Very as well. cool. And then I also want to give a shout out to Grupo Frontera. Who is um, a group that they do música regional mexicana? Girl, I don't know what's going on with me, but I've been really, really into música regional. I know I just came from Mexico, but I came from Mexico City. Like my dad's from Mexico. I didn't grow. I didn't grow. I don't. Did you grow up listening no. to the banda or no, música regional? My,
0: mom, my grandma's from Mazatlan, so I think it's in there. It's in there. Okay, gotcha. It's in the genes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with it at all. Like my, my my dad's from Mexico City. My mom was also from a big city, so I saw, I saw music that we grew up. To. I didn't grow up
0: with it, but I live here in Los Angeles. You live in Los you, Angeles. You, you grew so up you with it
1: here, Mexican Park. Right. 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 But for some reason, recently, I've been feeling it in my soul and I've been actually like I'm getting into it, Brenda. And I really so Grupo Frontera. Some of my favorite songs from them are "No Se Va" en "Que Vuelvas," and I really want to find a place like y'all. Do I'll you know? I'll take a queer- you to
0: Pulici Town. I'm telling wa- you. No, no,
1: no. But I'm looking. Is there oh, y'all? If y'all that
0: place, oh, I'll ask. I'll, I'll I want to know if folks. there's a
1: queer specifically a queer friendly place because I want to. I want to go I'm dancing. Ask, I want to um, go take a dance. And, and I don't want to.
0: They'll tell me. They'll take a us. Ver, a ver. But yeah, it's it's.
1: I freaking love it. Grupo Frontera, check them out. I, I don't know if it's just me or if other folks are listening to more música regional. It's good.
0: It, the internet <laughs> also makes exposes us, us to way more. But and that's I'm feeling helpful. it in,
1: in my soul and that's been really cool to connect with that music from, from our country.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So speaking of Mexico, the artist that I want to, that's been sort of in my playlist of uh, as of late, is Silvana Estrada, a singer-songwriter from Veracruz, Mexico. I first heard about her on KCRW, which is m- my favorite radio station here in Los Angeles. She has a haunting and soulful voice, similar to another of my favorite Latin artists, which is Irene Diaz. So Silvana's music is beautiful in its simplicity. Often it's just her voice and a guitar. Lots of vibrato. She's got a lot of beautiful, like a beautiful voice. Vibrato is that, you know, that trembling that happens in your mm. voice. F- fabulous. So those are some of the, folks that I've been listening to. So now we're going to hear from the people that actually do this professionally. So let me tell you a little bit more about who we have. We have DJ Raul Campos, Señor Discos. He is a household name here in Los Angeles from Power 106 to KCRW. And we have Emmy award-winning TV host and producer Pili Montilla. She's Puerto Rican. She's made a name for herself as the go-to host in the bilingual entertainment world. We'll get to know a little bit more about each of them in just a moment. And the passion that they have for music is just contagious. So let's hear from them now Welcome, 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 Pili and Raul to Tamarindo. Welcome. It's so good to have you.
2: Hello, Brenda. We're so excited. We love being another podcast because we understand all the work. Effort, tears, and joy that it requires to have a podcast. So it's an honor because also we've been following you guys for a bit, and you're you're one of those very cool um, podcasts in the U.S. Hispanic Latino world. So
0: thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, and it's always uh, fun conversations that you guys have. So it's always cool.
0: Well, thank you. This is such an honor. I'm so excited to to introduce more of our listeners to you and what you do. And actually, I would I'm going to start with that. I'm going to ask first, Peely. Tell us briefly in your own words, you know, who you are, what you do and what is your why?
2: Right. Um, So I'm Pili Montilla. I was born and raised in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, and I moved to L.A. about 16 years ago. And I've basically dedicated my life to interviewing musicians, especially up and coming Latino musicians and some not up and coming. But I've dedicated my life to (laughs) creating a space for Latin musicians to tell their story, to kind of like let us know the ups and the downs of being in the music industry, um, how they inspire us through their music. So Latin music has been in the core of, of of my career and a big part of my heart. And definitely my biggest passion is to bring those stories to life. Um, and so through that, I've You know, I had a TV show uh, called Te Para Tres where I interviewed Latin musicians and it ended up winning an Emmy. And that was obviously one of the highlights of my career. And uh, of course, uh, our podcast, Pili Raul en la Musica, which we created over four years ago. And all we do is pretty much interview Latin musicians. And my why is that? My why is because I feel deeply inspired by musicians' stories and I'm Latina, so I've, I also understand um, the impact that our music has all over the world. And for me, it's really important to highlight those artists and those stories.
0: Thank you so, so much. You get to do what you love and that's beautiful. <laughs> 100%. Now, Raul, tell us a little bit about yourself and what is your why?
3: Well, my name is Raul Campos and born and raised in Los Angeles, East L.A., to be exact, and been DJing for a gazillion years. <laughs> and uh, landed really in radio and was always doing kind of the more progressive underground stuff. Even when I was on Power 106, we were doing an underground mix show of house music and progressive dance music. And then I ended up over at KCRW, um, and, which is a public radio station here in Los Angeles. It's an NPR affiliate, and really I landed there because of Jason Bentley, who's a DJ as well, who we would do a lot of undergrounds and raves and warehouse parties back in the day, and went to KCRW because that's a a, a place where we can play what we want. Nobody's going to tell us what to do, what not to do, what to play, what not to play. So that kind of freedom was always really just refreshing and unlike anywhere else. And that's kind of how Billy and I got together, because we're both kind of like-minded and really wanting to play the new stuff, the fresh stuff, and really promote that young up-and-coming artist that doesn't necessarily have a voice. And at a place like KCRW, as well as Billy Raul and La Musica, we get to do exactly that and really feature artists that don't necessarily have a voice. And those that do, and maybe are established... What makes them tick? What gets behind that that persona? So that's what it's always been about, and that that really is my why. Is really kind of just trying to play the freshest, the newest, the coolest, you know, and 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 have fun with it. Because, like you said, we get to do what we love, and if we're gonna get to do what we love, you know, really enjoy it and embrace it and take it to the next level.
2: High five! Yes, um, yes, high fives, virtual high fives. Yes, ding ding Excellent.
0: ding! Excellent. And, and Pili, tell me more about the story of Raul Pili and La Musica. How did you all get started? How did you um, think of this podcast? Tell me the why it's in Spanish or it's a little bit of Spanglish, but tell us a little bit more about it.
2: So, like Raul mentioned, um, him and I come from the same school of absolutely loving and supporting Latin alternative music. Um, so him and I would always bump into different concerts, whether it was La Santa Cecilia or Bomba Stereo, we would bump into different conferences like NAM or the LAMC, which is a Latin alternative music conference in New York. And we hosted things together on stage in New York, in LA. So we had worked together. We always got along really, really well. It was always a joy to see Raul across the dance floor at a concert and <laughs> be like, Aro! and I love hats, he love hats. So we would exchange hats. And it was kind of like, you know, we knew that we were um, very passionate about Latin alternative music. And just before the pandemic, I'd say uh, in 2019, we bumped into each other at NAM. Which is a big music conference in, um, in California. And I looked at him and I'm like, that would, it's our time. We got to do something together. And I think I know what it is. And he's like, what? I'm like, let's do a podcast. And it was just like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it, we didn't really have to think about it much. It was uh, a natural step for us. And I always wanted to work with him. And so here we are, four and a half years later.
3: Yeah, it was always wild right seeing each other at different pandemic. venues. I remember one time we were at, um, it was at the Mayan in downtown. And it wasn't even a Latin act that we were there to see. It was a dance artist. I don't know if you remember this, Billy, but it, it, even this was before the Nam incident. And it was like, we're going to do something. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. And, and we're going to make was this it? happen. Who were we
2: watching? I don't remember. Who was it,
3: it? It was, I think it was like John Digweed or somebody like that. Oh,
2: totally. It was Digweed. Yeah.
3: You know, and it was like yeah. Progressive dance music. And (laughs) and because that's kind of the thing with Pili and I, it's like, we're not just about Latin artists. We're not just about like uh, Anglo artists. We we like it all, you know, whether it's like you said, those those up and coming artists, it could be in Spanish, it could be in English, which is why the the podcast is a little bit of Spanglish. It's bilingual. So, you know, depending on who the artist is, where we're at, who the audience is going to be. That's really kind of kind of dictate, you know, what language we do it in. You know, Pili helps me with my Spanish and, you know, we, we get through it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically, we're just hardcore music lovers and
0: fans.
3: Music junkies.
2: Sí, la verdad que sí. I love it.
0: <laughs> and Raúl, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, you've been in the game for a long time. Of course, I've, I've, I've heard your voice so many times and I love KCRW, you know, Power 106, all of that. What is it like to step into podcasting? Is there anything about the medium that stands out for you?
3: Well, I think the the freedom is what stands out when doing an interview because if you're on the radio or on TV like with Billy and you know you you have only a little bit of time you and those are just little snippets, little just bites. And an artist is going to want to if they're only with like two or three minutes to talk, they're going to say, okay, I got a new album coming out. I got a tour coming up. I'm going to play in LA. I'm going to play in Puerto Rico. I'm going to play wherever, you know. We want a little bit more than that. So we want, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. That's the beauty of a podcast. And still that relationship that you have with the audience, with the listener, and really get into these deep conversations with the artist. So that's what always drew me, you know, because doing interviews on on the radio... It's always, okay, you got to edit it down, got to edit it down. Okay, and me leaving stuff on the cutting room floor is, that's my worst thing ever. I hate editing because I'm all like, oh, but that was so cool when she said that. Oh, but when he said that, remember that story? And editors at the station are like, no, you only got like five minutes. You can't air a 30 minute interview from LAMC. That's just not going to fly. So, you know, the podcast thing, you still maintain that relationship with the listener. It's intimate. It's what we love about being on the radio. And it gives us the freedom to not be limited by time.
0: And and Pili, is there any um interview that really stands out or a very special moment in these few years in this journey with Raúl?
2: So we're about to hit a hundred episodes this year, which is a lot because we release an episode every other Tuesday. So we release two music interviews a month and then we interview we release one behind the industry where we interview Managers, um publicists, producers, et cetera. Um, so we're about to hit a hundred. And so we've we've <laughs> definitely interviewed a lot of people. And I have to say we've been very lucky that none of them have been a headache or none of them have been bad some of them have you know we've had some divas or di- divos but that's okay but no, you know we, we feel very proud of all of them She's but i talking have to about say
3: me i'm the diva no so I'm the diva. definitely not <laughs> we have <a> you diva.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not raul at all if anything i'd be the diva not you and you know that but um I think the one that stands out the most is Carlos Santana. You know, he's a legend. Um, we He had been on our wanted list for a very, very long time, and we got to interview him last year. And we really went deep into spirituality and, and you know, how music and spir- spirituality are so linked. And um, I just remember we were in Mexico interviewing him. And as soon as we were done with that interview, like Raul and I just started a little happy dance. Yes, we were like, oh, my God, we're in, Italia, in Mexico, All we needed too, was a tequila aparte. to do a
3: cheers.
0: Yes. So that, that was definitely very, very special. <laughs> I love that. And and Raul, um, is there anything, you know, we're starting the year. By the time folks are listening to this, we're you know already well into the 2023 What are you excited about when it comes to to Latino music this year?
3: Well, you know, really um, what excites me the most, and this has been kind of the trend happening over the last few years, is all the collaborations. Collaborations and the fusions of sound. Like, I, I think the last time that we saw each other, we were at California Plaza and it was for a show for grand performances. And even there, like the artists that they have are completely different genres, but it all comes together so beautifully. And that's what is really exciting about the the Latin music scene right now. Whether it's coming out of Mexico, whether it's coming out of Argentina, Spain, Puerto Rico, you're getting all these cool collaborations. And not just that, but just the fusions of sound where you're getting the traditional with the modern and getting the influences from all over the world. That's what to me is super exciting about the Latin music. And whether we're talking with somebody that's an artist on Billy la musica, like Billy said, we're we're getting close to a hundred episodes. We've interviewed over a hundred different artists because we do IG lives, we've done all these kind of different things. Now we're at the point where it's like we're revisiting some of those artists that we, Interviewed in the first season, like we're we've done phobia a couple of times. Um, we're gonna we've done LP a couple of times. Now we're talking about somebody like Mon Laferte, who now is a mom, and that's gonna influence her music. So you're getting all these different things that are coming into what is making the Latin sound. So we want to revisit even some of those artists that that we that it's been a while, like. You know, talking about Santana and we've had this wish list of artists that we've wanted to interview since day one. And Santana was clearly at the top. And we've done some interviews with people like Oza Motley where they've shared stories of being on tour with somebody like Carlos Santana. So you, t- you talk about that, like even having a tour of the the classic and the more modern where you're taking somebody like Santana and putting them with Ozomatli and maybe even a younger artist all on the same bill that's where magic happens and we 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 were excited because listening to the guys from Ozomatli talk about Santana it's like yes they're like yes Santana yes Carlos please talk Carlos please continue to talk <laughs> and so when we got to talk with Santana with Carlos it's like Billy and I were looking at each other we're like
1: this
2: is really happening. happening. This Hinch is what's going mean. on right now. We're, hearing, <laughs> we're, we're we're getting the
3: goosebumps, you know? And and even hearing somebody like Carlos talk about like what inspires him and to stay fresh and to listen to the new artist so he can incorporate that and in all these different collaborations. Obviously, we know the one with Rob Thomas, but even for the new record that he's put out, you know, this is somebody that doesn't need to prove anything to anybody but yet he still wants to stay fresh and listen to what's going on so you hear all these different sounds kind of like come into this kind of weird mesh that you can't really pigeonhole it anymore you can't say oh that's cumbia oh that's reggaeton or that's pop you know it's it's all sounding different and you're getting influences and little tidbits from all the different sounds it's a beautiful thing
0: I love it. Your passion is so contagious. (laughs) But um, just just to wrap things up, Pili, I I have the end and Raul, both of you. I have these uh, rapid fire fun questions. Uh You might know with our show, we do the (laughs) basuras, matracas and calmas. Mm -hmm. But this time I want to do it in song form. So I'll start with you, Pili. What is a song right now? No right or wrong answer, so whatever comes to mind that is bringing you joy, that you're throwing your you're giving your matraca to, it's making you happy. <laughs> um it's
2: called "Mil Y Una Noches" by a very young, amazing, beautiful Spanish
0: singer by the name of Guitarrica de la Fuente. Excellent. So that's bringing you joy. And Raul, what song is bringing you joy?
3: It's an artist by uh Bratti. Brady, who's from mexico and teamed up with nesquik and a few other people it's a song called continental and now Brady's coming to coachella and this is kind of one of these infectious indie pop songs where they're fusing hip-hop and just different styles it's it's a really cool track so it just like from the first note even before her singing it just gets you and then you hear her voice you hear the people that are collaborating with her it's a really cool track
0: very cool I'm gonna stick with you Raul what song goes in la basura because it's played out we're done with it it's ready to retire it gave you joy but no longer sparks joy Pili's (laughs) gonna hate me because
3: we had this we had this talk a little uh, a couple days ago but Daddy Yankee's Gasolina
0: Gasolina you're gonna put gas on it and light it on fire bye bye (laughs) bye bye and Pili how about you what song goes in la basura Um, work by Rihanna
2: even <laughs> even I'm even upset I'm motion, at myself. Right? I'm, I'm even <laughs> upset at myself for saying it because now. It's just too infectious, which is actually a good yeah. thing. But it just, it gets into my head. And now all day I'm going to be work, 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 work. And I, there's just something that really annoys me about that And chorus. that's exactly the same
3: thing with Gasolina. Now I'm going to be like, I'm going to be walking around. And I'm going to be yeah, like,
0: exactly. damn it. <laughs> Very cool. You understand now why Baby Shark is such a hit. Yes, no, exactly. exactly.
3: Now don't get me started. I like no, the Baby um, Shark. I like, ba- no, kidding. I like it. No, <laughs> I
0: I want to hear it on your next set. Okay, Pili, staying with you, what is the song that just, you know, puts you in a relaxing mood, brings you calma? Um, I don't know if there's like
2: a specific song, but there's a genre and that's reggae. Reggae music and house music really put me into like a good vibe. It, It brings me a lot of peace and it brings me a lot of tranquility. So anything that has to do with like Toots and the Matles or Bob Marley, obviously, or Peter Touch, Israel Vibration, and the list goes on, or, you know, Bonobo on the electronic side, Mm -hmm. um, Rufus of Soul. Bob Moses, that type of, like, house music I'm really into. And so those genres are definitely my go-to when I need some paz in mi vida.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And how about you, Raul? What is the type of music or song that brings you calma? Ooh,
3: right now? Now, I got to agree with Billy. You know, house music, even though people... Th- think about like house music is energy. It's up for me. It's also very relaxing because it's a genre. That's probably my favorite genre of all. And I mean, I I can fall asleep to house music. That's never an issue. You know, it's just this kind of warm, fuzzy feeling that I get. And maybe it's because of the memories from DJing and being in that culture. But something that I just got that really is an album that I've loved for now 25 years. It's the album from the French band Air. It's called Moon Safari, Mm -hmm. the album, which is an iconic release. And it's a beautiful record start to finish. And the reason why it's kind of like with me right now is because there's a vinyl club that's called... Called Vinyl Me, please that has just reissued the the album in beautiful blue vinyl. They call it the Sea of Tranquility Blue Vinyl, <laughs> I so love it's that. like kind of perfect, you know, but if you listen to the music from air, it's, it's just ethereal, it's spacey, and it just puts you into that very relaxed mood. And because I'm such a vinyl junkie, as Billy knows, you know, and that record, it, it's just a beautiful release. So that's kind of something that's on repeat right now on the turntable.
0: I love that. I'm starting the playlist now. In fact, you've inspired me, and I'm going to have to make a playlist tied to this specific episode. You should. (laughs) Recommendation. We we can
2: give you more songs if you want. We can send you more songs, more artists to be on the lookout for. We love sharing music. We love sharing the good finds. Of songs or artists that we're like, you have to listen to. Um, and then we get really obsessed about it. So, like, <laughs> Quita Rica de la Fuente, like I mentioned before, I'm like obsessed with him, as Raul knows. We got to interview him actually in Vegas. So, That episode is coming out in February, so make sure to check it out. We we kick off this fifth season now in February of Pilita con la Musica, and we kick it off with Pedro Capó, which is um, amazing. Obviously, everybody knows who Pedro Capó is, and then followed by Guitarica de la Fuente. So, you know, we're going to give you someone that you know, Pedro Capó, very well known, and then someone that you might not know, but we definitely think that should be a narrator. So that's what we're about, you know. We're just about sharing sharing lo bueno.
3: But even on the non-music tip, we're going to have these two excellent podcast hosts from the Tamarindo podcast on Pili Rala la Musica pretty soon. So that's going to be really cool. Not really music, but it'll be music to your ears.
0: Oh, there you go. Yes, we're happy to speak about music too. (laughs) though. Well, muchísimas gracias. Absolutely. What a joy to get to spend time with both of you. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Brenda.
2: And thank you guys for having the space to listen to our story.
0: With that, we're wrapping up our first season of 2023. Matraka to us, Anashayla. Hey,
1: spring break. What's up? Yes, we've <laughs>
0: been going hard. There's been so many episodes. It's been as every single episode is better than the last. That's the feeling that I always feel. I think it's just been fantastic. We've enjoyed growing with you. We've had a fantastic 2023. I think you agree, right, Anashayla? I agree. It's been so much fun.
1: We're growing. We're thriving. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we're off to spring break. We'll be back with new episodes in a couple of weeks. But before we do that, we have to close out with our masuras matracas calmas so anna Sheila, what is your matraca
1: all right my matraca are audio messages i love <laughs> I, I hate brenda them. doesn't like I hate them. them Brenda I you know what i, them. I I've I've started, started to
0: see the listening to my body speaking of listening to my body i have a i have a literal injury on my wrist from too much scrolling so i do i do as a medical need i'm gonna have to you're, appreci- start you're appreciating the messages. them yes, yes so
1: i love sending them and i love receiving them and here is why because I don't like getting on the phone that much, but I feel like nobody lo- likes to do that. That's right, but I, but, that. also, but also texting. I don't like typing that much, and I also feel like a lot things can get lost in, 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 in translation and, and how you actually mean to say something, and then you end up having to type more to explain what you were. I know. The know so or, add a, or add some some freaking emojis so people know. No <laughs> well, emojis do help. Do no, they no, do make a no, no, no. They do help, but then you need you need them more because, typing, right? More <laughs> more typing. So audio messages. I love being able to give you a little bit more context. So that you know what's really going on with me or out. So I can find out what's really going on with you. Send you you can understand what I really like the voice I'm trying to share this with, what my feelings really are, because you can hear it in my voice. And I also like really sending like sweet, sweet notes and and um, you know, I just I think that people appreciate having my voice in in their ears, except except for Brenda. No, she was, I don't, it's not you specifically. <laughs> no, know, I'm just everybody's voice message, but I also everybody's love everybody's voice but messages. But I also love when people send me more thoughtful, like kind of longer messages all where right, they tell me how they're, they're doing. Songs, a, oh, that's cute. That's cute. See, you can do all types of things with audio messages that you can't do with text messages. And then I'm gonna since this is our last episode before we go on break, I'm gonna che- I'm gonna do a little cheating because this is our show.
0: Of course, I'm gonna we can do, do whatever we want. I'm it's gonna, the
1: best. I'm gonna do another matraca. Yeah, I'm gonna get a shout out to the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once
0: at this moment, this Every- moment, right now. They're getting a bunch of awards. Exactly. because tonight recording we're recording during, Oscar during the Oscars. Instead I know. Of
1: watching. The, I know they've. <laughs> I know. Girl, I don't watch TV, but I I know they've already won a bunch of awards. But it's the only movie that I saw from from the from the nominees. I loved it. It is my perfect type of movie. It's a little bit sci fi. It's a little bit weird. It's heartfelt. There's fam. Like it ends night. Like, yeah, I like so it's, much it's going a, on. It's a I beautiful it. film, and I loved the actors. I love Michelle Yu, K Hui Kwan. I listened to a video to try to pronounce his name right, but I think I might have messed up. So he's actually an Oscar <laughs> winner. He's did he win? Yes, he did. Oh, that's so beautiful! Literally today, I watched a video of him giving an awards um, an award speech for another award that he won. Girl. I didn't think I was going to cry. I cried and, and, she I, and, the I, Oscar and one. I and I and I
0: and <laughs> I. Girl, I I sobbed
1: because he really he talked about and and for y'all that that don't know, he um stopped acting for for a long time because he didn't feel like he was well, There was no roles. There was no him. roles for right. for for him. Mm-hmm. And and so he w- he really was thankful for the change that has happened in this entry that, that allowed him to have this role and and to have this really special moment and it was really inspiring. Like I'm so happy for him, but it yes. also made me think about so many other people and I'm so grateful for all the folks like in our community too that are creating new roles for, for our community. Yes, and yes. I think it's when
0: they when any minority wins, we all win. Well, it's really we beautiful.
1: And shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis, one of my favorite white women. <laughs> she's hilarious. Um, I don't know she
0: deserved an Oscar, but bueno
1: No, win No, no, did she win an Oscar? Won too? Also. Oh shoot. Well, I don't know, pero pero <laughs> me but make it a I like her, the work like she her does and too. I and I believe she has a um, a trans child as well. Beautiful. So, And she does a lot of work um, on behalf of them. So I so, appreciate that.
0: Doble matraca. Doble matraca. How about I you, Brenda? Love it. Well, you, let's hear your oh, you basura. Keep going I want to hear your basura. Girl,
1: guess who I'm putting in la basura? Who? I'm putting Bad Bunny. Oh, <laughs> In la basura. Espíritu Santo. Thank you, Bad Bunny, for all the memories, for all the your beautiful music, for your beautiful concert that I got to go. I've seen you twice. Thank you. It was it was great. But yeah, se acabó. Se acabó. Your, your
0: heart is broken. My
1: heart is broken. You know, I y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all know what happened most not super recently, but kinda recently when she when he threw the phone did you did you hear no, about tell he, me tell me because i he not threw, follow this stuff tell me okay, i just well, know threw, that
0: we're all mad at him because he's dating a jenner or whatever yeah well yeah. i wasn't
1: i'll get to that but he if you before that he threw a fan's phone like somebody came up to him and was like trying to take a picture with him and he was just like really upset that he she was all up in his face and she got he got upset through her phone so a bunch of so he got some bad he got a lot of bad press from that like a lot of people were pissed like you can't do that of course i defended him in a comment on Instagram, Brenda. You, because you put it all out there. I put it all, I defended him because <laughs> that's not, that's not okay to do, but I can understand. Yeah no, as I, a, yeah,
0: no, the bear, like I, my hat's off to all famous people because it must be so overwhelming to just have I can understand your that,
1: face all the time. Right, that he had a break, he had a moment where he broke and that happened terrible, but oh, he's human and I understand how that could happen. His people should have been around him, should have been, but anyways. Yeah. So I've defended him on that, but I can't defend the last thing that he just did, which is, but I don't know what, it, I don't know if they're dating, no sé, But whatever he's doing, he's doing something with Kendall Jenner. And ya, that's y, unforgivable. Y, 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 y no, 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 I can't. It just, it's just like to be dating a culture, vulture. Like, <laughs> like him and like,
0: Pedro Pascal is all I have to say. If, if, if Pedro Pascal well, we disagree, we, any of those. We,
1: we disagree I there, obviously, know. because I, I was a big Bunny, Bad Bunny fan. And I just feel like this is the start of his Descent, and um you know i guess it happens when to folks when they get that big sometimes
0: basura basura and how do you get your calma to counter your bad bunny broken heart
1: my bad bunny broken heart um i'm giving what i'm what i want to give a calma to is um the the practice of starting your day with cariño with yourself so Um, I think that in the past I was trying to have this like perfect morning routine. These are all the things I need to, to feel well. And what ended up happening is that like, if I didn't do all these things, I would feel like, oh, I'm a failure. So basically I started doing like, basically getting caught up in like applying like, I think things from like capitalism about like, oh, and like, you were being, being, you fisher- were
0: being unproductive in your wellness routine. In my wellness routine. Yeah. <laughs> and so that felt bad.
1: Right. So I just realized how, like, how that kind of toxicity was entering that. And so I changed that. And so I thought about like, really, let's be centered on what is really important to you, which is really like setting yourself up for the best way that you can. And what is the minimum amount that you can do that and be compassionate with yourself? And, and it's really just having cariño starting with guiding you towards yourself in whatever way that looks like and you get to decide whatever is the minimum way to do that and so i want to leave you all with that because i know we're not, we won't see you for a few weeks and i want to offer up a little practice what's the easiest way that you can do that and one 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 thing that i thought of is literally just taking 10 long breaths as you inhale how can you just think about filling in filling up your lungs your body with just love, can you think of like inhaling in love and fullness? And then as you exhale, what you get to release and literally just 10 breaths that just like 10 loving breaths and just as a minimum way that y'all can practice giving yourself a little cariño to start the morning, because we know that it's hard to, to, to do a whole lot in the morning if you have a family, if you have an early job, whatever it is. So what's the minimum thing that you can do to show yourself a little cariño?
0: Beautiful. All right. That's a really sweet way to, to, for all of you, little message for all of you. Great way to start your day with some cariño. All right. So I'm going to start with my matraca. My matraca, as I already sort of slipped earlier, is Pedro Pascal and all the Pedro Pascal related content I we're recording on Sunday. I got to watch this, this, the season finale of The Last of Us. I've enjoyed almost every episode of that series. Beautiful, beautiful series. And just in general, getting to know him as through content, right? Cause it's all over, all over everybody's face. And that's because he's got so many hit shows. He's got The Last of Us. He's got The Mandalorian. He's been in Narcos. He's just on a roll. But he's also comes off as very authentic, very genuine. He is an LGBTQ ally. He's got a trans sister, and I just think he's wonderful. I'm so I'm so touched by all all things Pedro Pascal. So that's my matraca.
1: You really are Brenda. And he does seem like a great guy. I can see why people are into him. And it's been all over our page. So, but and
0: everybody else's, everybody else's page. He's also a man that knows how to work the internet. He Apparently. knows how to work the internet. All right. So let me share my, my basura goes to the internal battle that I'm having with myself. I'm going to be 40 in July. And I've been for like pretty much the past two years, just been thinking about getting Botox. And I wrestle with it every single day because every single day I look in the mirror, I'm like, God, if I could just put a little bit of Botox in between my eyes, I would look like all of my friends because every single one of them have Botox as well. But it's this internal battle of like, do I want to go that in that direction? So I have this internal battle with myself every single day. So that's just my basura is I wish I didn't have that battle. That's my basura.
1: Mm, I mean, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, aging is is hardest. I feel like especially before we get like old, old, you feel me? (laughs) It's like (laughs) before we actually get really wrinkly, it's like a weird time to, to... and it's hard, especially in a place like LA también where everybody-, yeah, everybody
0: has it. And I mean even if you watch a movie from the eighties or nineties, it is so noticeable how and they look beautiful, the women then and men. They look beautiful but and they have expressions. But if you watch any move, most movies today, they every single person on screen has had some work done. So and and I don't like that either. It's like hard to to see expressions or or authenticity. So that's why I have that inner struggle. But maybe if I just do a little bit of ounces,
1: you know, it's a it's a it's a a a tough decision. But I think ultimately, just like, like, I mean, I would just say is just keep listening to yourself. And like, if, you know, like, whatever and, and ends up whatever makes you feel good, and you can feel good with yourself. And if you keep, you know, I don't know. Well, luckily it goes away. So
0: maybe I'll just feel bad for a few months and <laughs> it goes away. And I, can I mean, yeah, you can,
1: you can try it and see how you feel. How we'll you see, feel? We'll see.
0: Tell me all your thoughts, everybody. All right. Let me tell you my calma. All right. My calma goes to it's it's still the end of Women's History Month. I love this month. I love the opportunity of celebrating mujeres and we get to work with so many. I want to just give a matraca to some um, tamarindo alum that are shining uh, recently. I mean, I mean, they're shining all the time, but there's just been some very uh, recent wins that I want to shout out. So Danny Fernandez for hosting the official Oscars night party right now at this very moment. So shout out to Danny Fernandez. Shout out to Annie Gonzalez for announcing her starring role as Jenny Rivera. So shout out to her. And shout out to Linda Yvette Chavez for early praise for Flaming Hot, which is the movie that she wrote. And uh, is Eva Longoria's directorial debut. And, and it's out right now at um, South by Southwest. And it has had early praise. So just shout out to all of them and shout oh, out to all the yeah. kids that, that listen to us. It's our month. So felicidades.
1: Felicidades. Oh, their work is all so inspiring. I'm so grateful for the work that they're doing and for what they for what they bring to the community.
0: Yeah. All right. So that was the end of our first season of 2023. We've had such a fantastic time. You all know that you can reach us at contact at tamarindopodcast.com. We accept all of your feedback, your suggestions, your ideas. Please write us an Apple Podcast review. It's so so helpful and, and beautiful. It really lifts up our spirit. So please do that if you can, and uh, we'll see you when we come back. So until then, pon tu suéter.
1: Buen we'll you. besitos, abrazos, chao, chao. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda González and Ana Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernández and Augusto Martínez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards.
0: If you want to support our work, please rate and review the Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindapodcast.com.
1: Go to shopify.com/sonoro to take your business to the next level today. shopify.com/sonoro